This is Packs What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I do want to talk about the rookies because they're clearly an important part of this offense because they're on the field constantly, right? Right. And so to my earlier question, I think I'm going to devil's advocate myself and say I, I see where LaFleur is going and how he's going to use the rookies in the future. Like it, I, I can tell the way he's setting this up, right? He has them on the field. So defense as often as he is. So defenses are going to have to respect them. I want to see Rogers target them more. But then when I looked back at the stats, he was targeting everyone pretty equally. Yeah. So, so I guess in my live, my live uh, response was different than like what actually had happened. But I really like the way LaFleur is setting up the rookies to be contributors in the future because both of them have really unique skill sets. I think, you know, you think about how to stretch the field. And I mean, I immediately think of Christian Watson. And so far, they've had them on like, you know, little bubble screens and motion and jet sweeps and all these kind of like end arounds and nothing too deep. But knowing LaFleur, like we said earlier, he does all of this to set up for future state, right? He's thinking, I'm going to set up this play. Defenses are going to think it's going to be one look, and then I'm going to do something differently. So I can see how he's using these pieces in um, the ways he is now so that in the future, maybe we do get another Christian Watson deep shot, and these receivers can get more involved in the passing game in the future based off of looks that he's showing now where they're not. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was, again, like, we'll, we'll see the development come later in the season, but when you have wide receivers that come in and acclimate to the league right away, like Jamar Chase and like Justin Jefferson, there's this skewed perception of what a rookie wide receiver is capable of in their first like couple game action. And had Christian Watson hit the deep shot in week one, you know, maybe we're having a different conversation, but yeah, I mean, if you go through the first two weeks and look at the way that targets are distributed, A.J. Dillon has nine. He leads the team with nine targets. Aaron Jones has eight. And then Romeo Dobbs is actually the leading wide receiver with eight. Then you've got Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, and Robert Tunyon that have seven. So, And then Cobb is right behind them with six. So it really, you know, this ball is being spread like exactly how you'd want it to. And I think Rogers kind of alluded to that in his post-game presser where he said there's some games that will dictate, like, we have packages for Jones and Dillon. We have some packages for the rookies. We have a package for Sammy Watkins. Like they're scratching the surface of so many of these things that, like you said, they're going to get some of these wrinkles on tape and they're going to do a 180 and give them a completely different look off of that same setup. And it's going to go a long way for this offense. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I, I don't, I feel like I'm impatient to see it because I, the Packers offense to me right now is like, 40% potential and 60% production of what it can be, right? If you're looking at the whole pie, I think they've reached like, they're at like 60 right now. And they have the whole season to, to fill in that 40% that you know, or you feel like they can get to based on the guys on paper, based on how, you know, Aaron Rodgers can play because I don't think he even had his best game against the bears either. He missed a couple of throws. So there's so much room for them to grow still, which is very exciting. Um, And I just, I don't know. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And Rogers alluded to that too. I mean, he said that there was a a play to Lazard that should have been a touchdown. He kind of chucked the one at AJ Dillon's feet that, you know, should have resulted in a completion and that drive, you know, ended up 
I think it still went for a touchdown anyway, but you know, he knows that he's got to hit that. And there's some things too, like the, the quick out to, to Romeo Dobbs that wasn't a connection and right. it ended up being an incomplete, like that'll develop. And I think it'll develop sooner than we're thinking. And when it does, this offense has the potential to be really exciting, Yeah, but they're also going to need the defense to keep playing like they have, because when any defense, regardless of who the opponent is, holds an offense to 10 points, that's a win in the national football league. You know, totally. you think, even without Devontae Adams, this is a Packers offense that can put up more than 10 points and win football games. So I, again, I think to, to f- we'll wrap up the offense now and, and move over to the defense. Cause I can't wait to talk about them. But I think my final thought is this Packers offense had some miscues, right? They had two mm-hmm. fumbles. They had a missed touchdown. Um, now two missed touchdowns with Lazard. Like they easily could have put up more points here, if not for a couple of self-inflicted moments. So the fact that we're talking about how they're not really at their potential yet, and they still put up 27 should give fans a really, really good feeling about what this offense has in store for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that um, I'd be more concerned if we were seeing like drive stall or if, you know, a lot of, I guess, the same complaints that we had going into week one. And, you know, you can argue about you know, the talent level on the defense, whatever it is, this was a good cleanup for the Packers offense. And we're going to see them start to execute because you know that Josh Myers isn't going to have a brain fart, I think is how Aaron Rodgers put it and snap the ball on one instead of two anymore. Like these are things that they're going to clean up. Rodgers mm-hmm. isn't going to botch the handoff to AJ Dillon. It's, it's all very fixable. And when it is fixed, you're talking about putting up 35 points. 38 yeah, points for sure. And I going into this game, I'll own it. I said on our last show, I do not see the Packers putting up 30 in this game, even um, even though it's the Bears and they very easily could have put up 30 and more. So I'll take the loss. Yeah, we we <laughs> we write our wrongs on packs, what she said. So I just want to talk about special teams really quick because yes. because I think that, you know, we talked all offseason about Rich Basaccia bringing in his guys, and his guys are showing out. Mm-hmm. Dell Levitt is a nightmare on special teams. Keyshawn Nixon has looked really good. Uh, Rudy Ford coming in has made a difference right away in the two games that he's gotten to play. So to not hold your breath every time the ball's in the air, to have a really competent punter and holder, and to have Money Mason back to being Money Mason – Good job, good job, special teams. Good job, special teams. Yeah, you know what? I think they deserve some credit too. And again, like they're probably just like at about average. But I also have to shout out Amari Rogers because the leap that he has made from last year to this year, it just is night and day. And right now, unfortunately, his time on offense is quite limited. But he really feels like he's trying or doing his best. The the muff was a little scary. We're gonna we're gonna. (laughs) We're going to put a pin in that. I'm not discrediting it. We're just going to put a pin in it. Um, but it really feels like he's making the most of the opportunities that he's being given and like showing his improvement. Um, so I'm loving that from him. I hope for more out of him, not just on special teams, on offense. He did play one offensive snap. So I believe that was the kneel down, but yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. I was really going. I was rooting for you, Amari, there. Um, but you have to give him credit for his return abilities now. Yeah, exactly. That any any final thoughts before we dive in to the Bucks game in a couple days and have all of that content available? 
I think please tune in for our Bucks preview because this is going to be a really juicy conversation. There's a lot to talk about in terms of this Buccaneers team, namely with Mike Evans being suspended, all this stuff with Tom Brady. There is a lot to go over. I'm very excited about this upcoming game. I think this is going to be a really interesting test for the Packers. You know, they went down to Tampa once and it didn't go well. And we saw how that translated into the playoffs. And I think that this game could be that for them as well. Um, I love the momentum that they're riding heading into a really important NFC matchup because this team seems to, you know, flow with that energy, whether it's good or bad and, and take it with them. So I'm glad they came hungry. I'm glad they played the way they did in prime time against their rival. I put in quotes because come on, the bears aren't really a rival these days. And I hope that they take that with them into week three. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we'll we'll dive into it obviously a lot more, but you just want to see continued growth in each phase. You want to see the defense continue the way that they have, which it's another really big test. You know, we talked about the Bears not having weapons. You know, the Bucks could give half of their weapons to the Bears and still have a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is one of the best defenses that this Packers offense is going to play all season. Their secondary is insane. So yeah, just a, a lot to look forward to and a lot to talk about going into next week. But or yeah, well, next week's game going into later this week for our conversation. But that is all the time that we have for this show. Want to get everybody in front of the couch uh, for the doubleheader that's about to kick off. We got Bills, Titans and Vikings, Eagles. Hopefully the Eagles will do us all a favor tonight. But mm-hmm. uh, this is the Pax What She Said podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can find us on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find us on YouTube if you're here, Twitch if you're here, Twitter if you're here. Um, I am Maggie J. Loney on Twitter. Perry is Perry underscore Goldstein on Twitter. Thanks. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.